Hi, I'm Kelsey Farias. And I'm Armando Farias. And each week we will be sharing knowledge and inspiration on becoming a better you. Feeling down, defeated, or looking at how to better yourself? We got you. Already successful? Great. Let's help you achieve even more. Sit back and get prepared to hear about overcoming challenges related to self-development, such as mental health, relationships, goal setting, personal growth, fitness, and dream building. Welcome, Welcome to, to Self Love, Love Sit Downs. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Self Love Sit Downs. Armando and Kelsey here with you today. And today we have a guest coming to us from Jersey City, New Jersey, Bridget Kelly. How are you, Bridget? Hi, guys. I'm great. I'm Good. a little nervous. I'm so, <laughs> no. exci- I'm so excited to be here, though. I'm so, We're excited I'm really- to have you. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited. Um, we wanted to bring Bridget on because uh, she's got an amazing story about just health, fitness, um, just what she's built in a community of people on social media, and just some experiences that she's had working through some injuries that I think a lot of people can relate to during this time. So Bridget, we're just going to start off with just tell us a little bit about yourself and just set the stage for what you're going to offer and what you're going to provide. Okay, that sounds like a good a good plan. My name is Bridget. Um, a lot of my friends call me BK. <laughs> I currently live in the New York area in Jersey City. I'm a writer uh, by day and just a person who is on a journey to be her happiest, best self. <laughs> um, we all are. Yeah. So I've been in the New York area for about 10 years, um, which kind of correlates with my health uh, and fitness journey. Now that I'm now that I'm thinking back, I sort of decided um, to change my life shortly before I moved to New York. So, yeah. That's, That's great. And one of the things that we were talking about before we started recording was that uh, you were, uh, you were growing up, you've always been considered yourself an athlete, right? You're always, you've always been active. You've always been doing stuff. And uh, once you moved, you kind of found yourself in a place where you were eating more than you should be eating. You weren't really working out as much as you were working out. And uh, you told us an amazing story about uh, Disney. Everybody loves Disney. Who doesn't love Disney? And I, I, when we heard this story, I was like, we need to talk about this Disney story because that's, that's something that I think is absolutely amazing that you did. So can you tell us about your Disney story and how that was the kind of the, the catalyst to taking off and really making you aware of your health is important? So I think before Disney, it's good to just have some context mm-hmm. um, about how I ended up uh, running, well, crawling a um, <laughs> a half marathon in the middle of Walt Disney World. I grew up very active. I played sports, um, busy, busy kid. At that point, people still played outside, you know, until, yeah. the, until yeah. the sun went down. Um, and then graduated high school, went on to college and went through. Um, okay, so I'm laughing because there's somebody doing um, lifting weights in the building. <laughs> Why did she just, she just caught my eye. Haunting okay. you. I'm like, you, okay. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. So I grew up a pretty active kid. I played sports up until I graduated high school, went on to college. And I think this happens to a lot of high school athletes. You go from working out every single day um, and having games and competitions to doing nothing. You know, you, you go from this regimented schedule of 
practices and games to classes and parties and yep. clubs and dining hall where you can eat whatever you want, whenever yeah. you want. Yep. And that was a mesmerizing thing for me. You know, you could just like go for lunch, but there were like 18 options. There was the pizza mm-hmm. was always there. So like, of course you're going to have a slice of pizza and yeah. maybe there was a taco bar that day. So of course, like I'm going to have a taco. And then I would get a salad from the salad bar and just like ranch dressing, right? Like yeah. All, yeah. all over the place. That's not how I grew up eating. You know, my mom cooked every meal. We ate really healthy there were definitely treats like, you know, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't restrictive in that way, but you know, I had two parents who really took care of us in that way. So going to college, it just felt like a free for all, you know, you yeah. do whatever you wanted. So I definitely gained a little weight then, but it, it didn't, it didn't really impact me. I didn't feel any different about myself. Like I, you know, you kind of look at yourself and you're like, all right, I don't, look like I did when I was 18, but who does, you know? So, um, yeah. So then I graduated and decided to go to grad school. And that's when I put on a lot of weight. I probably put on like 60, 70 pounds in a year. And a lot of that was stress and I was lonely and the program was really overwhelming. And I was just sad. It was like a, it was a really hard time in, in my life. And I, if any of my girlfriends decide to listen to this, who I met down at SCAD, that part of it was like wonderful, you know, Mm -hmm. like I met all these wonderful humans that are still in my life, but I did feel pretty lonely and isolated and I turned to food. It was, it was food because it was easy. You know, it was easy. Yeah. The emotional eating, it feels good. That temporary, like, oh, I'm better, but then you're worse after, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You wake up the next day and you're like, what just happened? And then you tell yourself, oh, I'm, I'm going to stop. And then you just do it again. That's a whole other podcast episode. (laughs) You know, it really is. Yeah. So, you know, the, the takeaway there is that I put on a lot of weight. So as this was happening, um, I was in a class for advertising and we realized that there was an in-house advertising agency at Disney and it's actually called yellow shoes, which is fun because you know, Mickey mouse has yellow shoes. Aww. And immediately I was like, well, that's really cool. So yeah. I got on LinkedIn and like, you know, DM this guy, <laughs> the creative director. And I'm like, hi, my name's Bridget. Um, at the Savannah college of art and design, uh, can we come to tour your, you know, your agency? We'd love to hear from you. We have a bunch of adults who have never even been to Disney. Like we yeah. would just love to come down. And he was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So we organize this, this class trip and we go down there. So we get there and we're on this tour and they're, you know, they showed us like videos, they showed us um, experiential things they had done. And something that they had just finished was a project for the Disney princess half marathon series. Now for all the runners listening, you know, the, the Disney run program has imploded. There's yeah. million, there's like the Epcot run. There's yeah. um, like this goofy series where if you run on the West coast and the East coast like a 5k, it's like, it's a bit, it's a huge thing at the time, you know, almost 10 years ago, it was still just kind of starting. So to advertise the race, they made a, I don't want to describe it, a sneaker glass slipper. 
So the top of the shoe looks like a sneaker laces. And then there was kind of like a Nike airstrip in it. And then it was a high heel to look like Cinderella's shoe. Yeah. And I saw that thing and I was like, I'm doing this. I'm running a half marathon. I want to be a princess. I want to do this thing. So, uh, you know, we we did the trip, we left, uh, I signed up and (laughs) it was one of those things where I got really caught up in the moment. It was something I really wanted to do. And I was really excited about, and then reality set in like Mm -hmm. the amount of time and discipline and effort and sacrifices that you have to make to train for a race was nothing I really thought about in the moment. I was like, I'm just going to go run around Disney and it'll be great. And so, uh, I didn't train. I did not train for that race and showed up, got through maybe like the first half mile. And I looked around and I was like, I'm in trouble. Like, this is not, this is not good. So for context at the time, um, I was probably around 270 pounds. I am six, six, one when I, when I stand up straight, but that's a lot of weight to be putting on your knees and your ankles and your feet, especially if you haven't trained. Like I didn't even, I didn't even like walk to train. Right. Like I just, I just showed up and I was like, like, here we go. Here we go. Okay. So that was a long day. (laughs) Um, you know, when you, when you run, they usually have people who set pace and especially in Disney, they have to open the parks, right? They're not, they don't don't care. They're not, they're not waiting for you to finish, right? Like if you're not on pace to finish within the time limit, they're pulling you off the course. So I had to like outrun a golf cart. (laughs) Like it was, it was, it was a disaster. And the weeks after that, my body was just like mangled. Like it was, it was awful. Like my feet hurt, like my knees hurt. I had chafing. Like it was, it was really, really bad. And it was in that moment where I was like, you know, you're not just big because you're tall. It's not just a little bit of weight. You, you need, you need to get this weight off your body. Yeah. And I think like a month or two later, I found a Weight Watchers, now it's called WW, meeting in a church um, in, in, in Savannah, Georgia. And I just kept showing up. And so that was in April. That was in, in April. I can't remember what year exactly because I'm, I'm old now and time is losing. <laughs> yeah. So that was in April. And then we graduated in June and I moved to New York City, um, where I continued to go, go to meetings. Um, and I did that for a really, really long time. So what do you think really drew you the most to Weight Watchers? This is a really good question. What drew me the most to Weight Watchers? I am not somebody that ever tried anything else before I tried Weight Watchers. Um, And I say that, and now I actually know for a fact that there's a book on one of the bedroom shelves back home that's like Secrets of a Skinny Bitch or something like that. Stupid book. I probably had no business reading. But I, I never counted calories. I never did a slim fast diet. I never, like, I would occasionally be like, I'm going to eat better, but I never made 
an effort that had anything to do with actual nutrition. Yeah. Lose weight because it happened so fast, right? I was, I was an athlete. I was in college kind of like, eh, it's fine. And then you put on 60, 70 pounds. Right. And I, and I didn't do anything else to try to fix it. I went straight to straight to WW. And I think, you know, my mom had done it. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing things or like, you know, like the old sliders that that they used to do like around. And I was like, okay, well, this seems pretty simple. Right. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have a point system. I just have to, you know, count the points. And one of my girlfriends down at SCAD actually came with me. So we were, so we were doing it together and yeah. that was, and that was kind of nice. And I think, you know, there's a big sense of community in that, in yeah. that program. Um, I definitely met some wonderful people in Savannah and then, you know, I moved to New York and I found a really amazing uh, meeting and group of people. These are people who are still my close friends. <laughs> These yeah. are people who I talk to every single day. Um, it's, it's funny. Well, here, let me, let me take a pause here. I am no longer counting points, Weight Watcher points. Um, Kelsey, when you and I first met, I was, well, I panicked when we, when we first met, if you, if you recall, I sent you, you know, this email, like, I don't know if I can do this, but um, at one point I was doing both macros and counting, counting points. I'm no longer counting WW points. I have the app on my phone. Um, my boyfriend, Tim, who I didn't mention in the intro and wow, that's going to come back to bite me. Uh, <laughs> he, um, oh, let me just recover for you. You talk about him so highly and we talk about how, like you have attracted this perfect man and we're so grateful for such a supportive, supportive man in your life. Because every time you tell me something positive, I tell you, wow, you earned him. You earned him through you being such a good person. And I'm so glad, glad that the universe just connected you guys. Thank you, Tinder. <laughs> Seriously. He's actually the smarting. I was like, we need to clean the baseboards, but I can't bend down. I have a bad back. So <laughs> I'm like scrolling on Instagram and he's cleaning the baseboards. So yes, unicorn human. We I love, love him. I love him. So he uh, still does uh, Weight Watchers. And so I have the app on my phone because if I'm cooking, I can be like, you know, here are the points. And I do still go to the virtual workshop on Tuesday. Yeah. You know, it's, these are people who have seen me through the lowest points in my life um, and and the highest. And I would do anything, you know, for them. And I think while perhaps our methods of reaching our goals are different, Mm -hmm. I think it's that sense of community that we were talking about before we started recording. Like to me, it it doesn't matter. Like I don't, you know, and we're not even talking about calories or or points or food in, in this particular workshop. It's, I had a hard day. I need to work on this habit. Here's my mindset. So it's, you know, I just want to be transparent with, with with people. Like I'm, you know, I'm no longer truly doing the program, but I do get a lot out of those workshops and those people. Absolutely. And I think that too, um, something real quick, I want to take like half a step back and mention, I really applaud your mom, uh, raising you. And you said something along the lines of, I had never really done this like weight thing. It was never a concern for me. Whereas a lot of women see their mothers struggle 
And unfortunately, not willingly, mothers pass that along specifically to their daughters. I know that's something that my mom did for me. My mom was like 110 pounds soaking wet and would talk about how overweight she was or how bad she looked. And so then I would look at myself and say, then what am I? And, and it really caused a lot of turmoil with my, myself and my body growing up. And the fact that you had never even, that had never crossed your mind or anything before that, I really, really applaud your parents for like instilling good eating habits and balanced. And, you know, the fact that you had that, you know, in college, you know, the, the freshman 15, that's, that's a thing for a reason because it's the first, we can't expect kids to just go out on their own, have all these options and make good choices, you know? And, um, and so I just do really want to applaud like specifically your mom, but your parents for raising you in a different environment, because I don't feel that that's, you know, quote unquote normal. And so that like, oh, it makes my heart so happy because I know that's something that I really try to, I try to have those discussions with some clients that are mothers specifically to daughters is like, Hey, let's be careful with how we talk about our bodies. Let's, let's show them that eating healthy and making good choices while also having a cookie for dessert, that's normal, but one cookie, not eating the entire pantry, you know, like show them because that's how you lead by example. And those are the habits that they're going to grow up, you know, adapting to or taking in as their own. So I really applaud your mom for that. I love, um, I was really hoping you would talk about the community and Weight Watchers because I really think that that is such a big piece. So many, so many people don't understand, you know, because as a, as somebody who is making healthier choices, a lot of times people feel uncomfortable with that. People, that's not, you know, again, normal. And it makes people like, well, why are you doing that? And you almost get shamed for it sometimes. And that's uncomfortable. So having a community that doesn't do that to you is so powerful. And a lot of people don't understand that if you had that support around you, you'd probably stick to it longer. And so like all of that for me to say, like, I love that part of Weight Watchers. Absolutely. I think that is something that I really tried to pull into my program as well. And you've been a huge part of that, building that community in my program. And so I feel like this kind of segues us right into um, a piece of your journey in like building friendships online. And what has that done, not just for you and your life, because you completely, you moved to a very (laughs) different environment and place and you knew nobody. And here you were in this pivotal moment in your life where you're like, I'm overweight. I have to make a change. I'm completely uprooting myself. And so I would love for you to speak on how that community like of Weight Watchers helped you. Um, You know, what, what happened from there in your journey and how did social media impact like your social circle? I feel like community is the foundation for being successful in everything Absolutely. in our lives. I, I, as Bridget Kelly, 
have never achieved anything by myself. Yes, I've done the work. Like, sure. But at the end of the day, my mentality is if I'm succeeding, I want the group to be succeeding, right? Or what's the team look like? How are all my friends doing? Like it's community is just, I think fuels, fuels getting anything done (laughs) in life, you know, in my opinion. So, you know, I think moving to New York was scary. Um, Absolutely. It was not, I, it wasn't something I didn't think would ever be permanent. Mm -hmm. Um, and ultimately that decision changed my life for the better. And we can applaud, um, my parents again, because I had a few options. I could have done an internship in Pittsburgh. I was having some conversations in Chicago. There was something down in Florida and my dad looked at me and he was like, listen, if you don't like it, I'll come get you. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, of course, of course you're going to New York. Like you should, you should do this. Like, you know, so he, he really helped me make, make the decision and, you know, make the, make the jump. So yeah, I landed in New York city. I was, you know, in a long distance relationship at the time. So it was a lot of just work, you know, going to the gym here and there. And where I started to get into a routine was with these Weight Watcher meetings. And I had bounced around a little bit um, just with things that worked on my schedule. And I just, I'm, I'm lucky because I ended up in this 815 Tuesday, Tuesday meeting and just met some of the kindest, most inspiring people I've ever met in my entire life. And of course, we are connected and bonded because of this collective journey of trying to get healthy and trying yeah. to be better humans but the relationships turned into so much more outside of that room. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't just sending texts about like, oh, do you have a dinner idea? Or, oh, I had a bad day. It was, hey, do you want to go get dinner? Hey, yeah. do you, I have a ticket to a Broadway show. Like, do you want to come with me? Like, these are yeah. real friendships that exist outside of the idea of trying to lose weight, which yeah. I think is really I think, I think that, I think that's why I stuck around so long. Right. Cause it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't just like, let me go and do this thing and get on the scale and feel a certain way. It was, I get yeah. to go see my friends. Yeah. Right. I get to see these people that I absolutely love. So yeah, the community there is like, it's like none other. And, you know, even during the pandemic, um, the in-person workshops got switched to virtual and, you know, I basically wrote out the pandemic with, you know, these, these people that I love every, every Tuesday morning. So, you know, definitely mean a lot to me. My like closest friends that I see socially are because of uh, Weight Watchers or because of the internet. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> this is a good, this is a good segue. So um, like five, five years ago, I feel like Instagram was like kicking up and it was yeah. turning into more of just a photo sharing app. And it was like people sharing their stories and, um, you know, the magic of hashtags, right. All I had to do was type in like WW Weight Watchers. Yeah. And so, you know, I definitely started following some people and one of them was my friend Alexis and she was hosting a, um, a meetup where it was like brunch and then a soul cycle class. So she hosted this meetup. Um, we went to brunch, we went to soul cycle, which we can circle back to. Um, but eventually she and I just got really friendly yeah. and we started going to soul cycle on the regular, 
like a, um, a couple of days a week. And then she had met somebody online that she was rowing with, <laughs> um, our friend, our friend, Amy, and then she started to come. And then my friend, Rachel, who I had met at the meeting, she would come and we'd kind of like forge this little group. And then there was another meetup, like maybe a year or, or two later where we met even more people and we picked up our friends, honesty and ginger. And then they were coming, they were coming to soul cycle, you know, and just kind of does this. And actually right before the pandemic. So, so February, 2020, um, Oprah came to the Barclay center in Brooklyn. She was doing like a tour for WW. It was like, um, like a, like a workshop kind of thing. And, um, I met a bunch of people there in person that I'd only ever talked to online. You know, like I, there's this video of me meeting my friend, (laughs) my friend Beth. And I was like, how have we never met? Like we've been, you know, friends for, for two years. And so, yeah, it's really just the power of the internet, the power of connection. I know that social media can be a dark, nasty place. I know that you know, and they're saying young girls, especially now with Instagram, there's uh, just a lot of like self-confidence issues yeah. and things like that, that we're going to have to navigate. Um, but for me, my personal experience is it's only been good things and it's only yeah. brought amazing people into my life. Like you, here's a good, here's a good, here's a good, here's a good story. This is going to be like the podcast episode of tangents. Um, so, <laughs> You know, Kelsey, I had no idea who you were uh, until, uh, you know, August of 2020. So um, our friend Julie, Julie um, is one of your employees now, yes. super exciting. She and I had been connected because of Weight Watchers, like, you yeah. know, like scamming, you know, like friendly. And I, um, before the pandemic hit, I was in like a good groove with my health and my fitness. I was starting to lose some of the weight that I had put on when you get into a relationship, um, that love weight, (laughs) you know what? It was worth it. (laughs) Yeah. Worth it. Same. You you can edit that part out. No. Um, And I, so I was in a groove and then obviously the pandemic hit and like, you know, and so I was just, I was really struggling like with the number on the scale. And she was like, Hey, so I listened to this podcast, you know, this girl, Kelsey, her husband, Armando, she's really fun. They, They have an episode about the scale. It really helped me would, would you want to, would you want to listen to it? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, could you, could you send me the link? So I listened to this episode and I'm like, mind blown. So Kelsey, obviously you and I are really good friends, but it's Armando who I think of often because of the episode. So in the episode, you know, we're talking about the scale and, and, and getting on it. And something that that episode allowed me to do was, um, let go of the number, right? Because you, yeah get on every day, you start to see, you know, what happens. And yep. but there's a part in the episode, Amanda, where you're like, you know, like if, if you've been on a vacation or you had a, a night out and you think getting on the scale the next day is going to send you into a spiral, I'm totally paraphrasing. You were like, just don't do it. Just get on like a couple days later. Like you, I like, I have this on repeat in my head and <laughs> you know, my, my relationship with the scale is it's, it's great. I, there are still moments though, where I'm like, you little bitch. I don't, uh, or like, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, you know yeah. what? Armando says it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but that's how, that's how I even know you guys is through Julie who DM'd me through Instagram. And then I listened to your 
your podcast. And then I started following you. And then Kelsey, I remember the first question I ever, I mean, I hope I at least said hi. I hope I wasn't like, Hey, I have a question for you. Like, I hope I was at least, you know, <laughs> friendly, but I remember asking you like, do you think I really need to eat 99% fat free ground meat? Cause I was like, it doesn't taste very good. And you were like, no, like, no, you're like, no, it's fine. It's you're like, yeah, it's just, you were like, no, I don't think it's like, I don't know. Like you could just eat like the, you know, like the, the, nor- the normal kind. And I was like, oh, and it was like, here's this stranger who I don't know who's giving me permission to stop buying 99% fat for ground chicken. <laughs> uh, but it worked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, listen, we are fortunate to live in a time where you can connect with people who you would never have known otherwise. Absolutely. We are, I am thankful for that. And it's a good way to just grow your support system, mm-hmm. and your community. And I get, and I said this earlier, I know that, you know, social media and Instagram, it can be a dark place or you get into this comparison thing. If yeah. you, if you can put your blinders up a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> and focus on the connections and the people it really is a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. We're so, we're, 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 we're very lucky, I think, to we live are. in the time that we're living. Absolutely. Yeah. I would love for you to speak on your first experience with Soul Cycle and how that kind of bobbed along into what it blossomed to be because it did not start how it has ended. It did not. Okay. So, so <laughs> Soul Cycle is an indoor cycling spinning class. Um, and what's unique about it is you ride to the beat of the music. Mm-hmm. It's not like cadence and resistance. You are in charge of those numbers. It's all about how you're how you're hitting the beat. There are no metrics on the bike in the moment. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. You don't know how many miles you've gone. You don't know if you're on the beat. It's just you and the bike in the room. Um, so my first class was with Alexis who had hosted that meetup Yeah, and it was like an out of body experience. I couldn't do any of the choreography. I couldn't keep up. I was like, what is happening? What is this? Like it was, it was really overwhelming the physicality of it. Yeah. But what I liked about it was the Mm self-reflection, um, you know, the instructor's say things to keep you motivated and they ask you to reflect on what you're feeling. And it's about showing up every day and doing something for yourself. And I just felt really inspired by what the instructor was saying. And that part of it, I was like, okay. And the music was good. It was fun. It was just, and you know me, I'm always laughing. I'm like, well, this is hilarious. Like I'm just going <laughs> to sit my ass down in this, in this thing and just keep going. So I was like, okay, all right. So, you know, the class ends. Three months later, I was in Chicago for work and there was a soul cycle near the hotel. And I was like, well, I could go before my meetings and nobody will know me there. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go give this a go again. And, you know, I think the first time you do something, you're learning, right? Like you're, you are a beginner. You can't expect to be perfect or to be an expert. And then the second time you do something, you're still learning and you're still a beginner, but you know what to expect. Yeah. And so that second class was still physically overwhelming, but it was better. 
Yeah. And I decided, okay, I, I kind of like this. Like, yeah. okay. So come back. And it was probably a while before I even got back to the studio again, because Alexis had reached out to me. And at this point we were like becoming more friendly, you know? Yeah. And so she was like, Hey, like I, you know, I, there's this really great instructor. Like, do you want to come, you know, take this class on like Monday morning at like, you know, 8am or whatever. And I was like, yeah, sure. So we started doing that. Um, the instructor's name is Kendra. She, for any um, UK listeners, she actually moved to the UK to open up the soul cycle studios there. So um, my heart shattered when she, <laughs> when she, um, you know, when she left, but yeah, we rode with Kendra like two days a week without fail. And it, it was just the best. I mean, we started in the back row because we were like, we're just going to hide, you know, yeah, like, yep. and, okay. Um, and six months into it, we just like upgraded ourselves to the front row, you know, and we were hitting choreography and we were keeping up and it was, it was like one of the happiest times of my life was getting up at 5:45 to catch a subway from <laughs> Queens to go into the city to do this class to prove to myself that I could do hard things and you know and then take a shower in a shower that's this big and then like <laughs> oh after you work out like that you're dripping sweat like walking yep. times square to go to work like it was it was again, one of the happiest times in my life as an adult and again, community there. So the community from the instructors and the incredible staff, the community from the people that we would meet because they were in class, they were, they were regulars too. And then we just started picking people up. Like (laughs) I would be like, Hey, we're going to this class at 8am. Does anybody want to join? And somebody would DM me and be like, sure I'll come I'm like great I'll book your bike so you can be next to me like just like just you can just make money like, you know you know trying to make it as easy as possible for them yeah it's it's listen it's it was something in my fitness and athletic journey that I knew nothing about and that I, I wasn't good at and it was it was one of the first times in my life that I allowed myself to be a beginner and I allowed myself to grow and I didn't quit yeah and I realized it's sometimes it's hard to realize your own growth, right? Sometimes it takes somebody else acknowledging that. And I remember I took um, a class with a pretty tough um, instructor. And what was tough about it for me was the speed at which he, he taught his class. And I took one with him and I was like, Oh, I don't know. I'm just, this isn't, maybe this isn't for me in the moment. And I, you know, worked really hard for a year and, went back to his class and he was like, what have you been doing? You're a whole different person. Like, you know, like him Mm -hmm. acknowledging that growth for me, just, it made me feel so good. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, I am. I miss SoulCycle. I physically can't ride right now. And we're going to talk about, you know, injuries. That's definitely keeping me out. And then you know, I'm just not ready to be in a sweaty room with people. That's just my personal choice after, you know, what we've all been been going through. But I, you know, I have a lot of goals that keep getting um, revised. (laughs) Um, And one of my goals is to eventually get back there a couple days a week and not, it's not about like the weight loss, the cardio is, is good. Me, me being in that room 
is about the way I feel. Yeah. yeah. That is what I hear a dog. I heard a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, yeah. Like, you know, being in that room isn't about the weight loss. It, it's really about how I feel. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm hoping at some point that I can get back there and feel like that strong, confident, powerful person again. Yeah. A really big takeaway when you were telling that story that I think that a lot of us find ourselves in is we, when we do new things, we go to the back, we go to the corner, we go where nobody can see us because we're going out of our comfort zone, but we don't want anybody to know. So you started in the back of that room and that taking that first step was probably big and scary. But then you talk about how, like, once you built your confidence, once you built your, your health, you felt better. You started making your way to the front of the room. You started going with the beat. You started enjoying it more. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest takeaway is you have to enjoy what you're doing because if you don't enjoy it, you're just, you're not going to go. That's what drove you to get on the subway at 5.45 in the morning. That's what drove you to shower in those small showers. It wasn't the exercise. It was just the, the sense of community. It's, it was the, the sense of being there and because you loved it. You weren't, you're, I don't know if your, your goal was to lose weight or to any of that, but it was more, from what it sounds like, it was more of just being there, being with those people, doing something that you love to do. Yeah, you, you summarized it exactly, exactly right. There was a, uh, a physical change in my body that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not gonna, not gonna, not gonna downplay that. Um, but it was really just being there. And, and yeah. And with my friends, you know, yeah. it was, that's the other thing. So much of um, socializing as an adult can revolve around alcohol, yep. yeah. dinners out or like parties for, for kids. And, and all of that is wonderful and fine. I love that I could be social with my friends while I could also take care of myself Absolutely. That was a big draw for me. And I could see my friends at like seven o'clock in the morning before I had to go, you know, climb the mountain at work. So yeah. it was just, it was just really great. And we're gonna, we're gonna do it. We're gonna get back and you're gonna come to New York and I'm going to take you. I can't wait to try it. I told her, I told Bridget, I was like, okay, I've been seeing Alexis talk about soul cycle. And I have to know, I was like, what is this? And so she gave me like a brief overview and I was like, I have to try this. I have to die. I'm going to die. I want you to know because cardio, like don't put me down for cardio, you know? So I'm going to die as a leader in the fitness space. I'm going to be the one that is like, wait, can we take a break? <laughs> can we pause here? Um, and it's going to be great for everybody, me included, because it is really important. And like, so you're talking about your, he just talked about his takeaway from this. I'm going to tell you my takeaway as you talked about that story is because this relates to something that I'm currently going through is like trying something new out of your comfort zone. We're taking up snowboarding with the, with the boys right now. And the thing for me, it is not physically hard for me as much as it is mentally hard for me. And you said something along the lines of, I was proving to myself that I could do hard things. And a lot of times people think that working out and all of this journey is so much to change your body and be a different human when you look in the mirror. But so much of this journey is mentally. It's all in your head. Mentally, it is 
the hardest thing to get through. It is hard to look at your body different and say, I love you anyways. It's hard to get up and move your body, not because you hate it, because, but because you want to celebrate that you can move your body. And I think that kind of segues us right into you discussing your injuries and kind of what role that's played in your life right now, not just with your weight loss, but mentally, um, kind of how you're navigating through that. Because I think a lot of people, I know myself included, I had a bad back injury in what was it? 2020. Yeah, About two years ago. No, 2019 is when mine happened. And then it just kind of stretched out through the pandemic because of the fact that we couldn't really get into the gym again. And I'm still, I mean, here we are in January of 2022. I am still rebuilding my strength from that 2019 injury and people who haven't had an injury before, I don't think they understand like the mental side of that, how difficult that is. Um, and so I would just love if you kind of share your take on what has happened to you injury wise and how that's played into your weight loss role. So I had a few injuries as a kid playing sports, but what was different about those injuries is there was a clear finish line. Yeah. You break a bone, the bone heals, (laughs) you know? I messed up my shoulder. There was a surgery. It's over. I'm back on the court. What's been different about the particular injury that I have now is that it's ongoing. So I think it was, was August, August of 2020. I was in a meeting, work meeting, sitting much like, much, much like we are now in a chair. And I shifted my weight, you know, like you do, like you're just like, cross your legs. And I felt the worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. And in the moment I said, okay, I just pulled something, you know, whatever. Like I'm going to, I'm going to stand up. I couldn't stand up. And so I, I remember I called Tim and I was like, I'm supposed to come over and I, and I I can't. And I just started crying and he was like, I'll be, I'll be there in like 10 minutes. Like we lived maybe like three quarters of a mile away from each other. So, um, I spent like four or five days in bed because at this point the urgent cares were just people getting COVID tested because they had COVID. And A, at at that point, like getting in an Uber was a foreign concept again, even we don't have a car. I couldn't walk. I like, I didn't, I know it just, it felt really overwhelming. We didn't know what to do. Like, had this been prior to the pandemic? All right, let's go to urgent care. All right, let's, you know, call this doctor, but we had no plan. So sat in bed for a couple of days and then, you know, called the insurance company and found a pain specialist. And that was actually the first time, now that I'm thinking about it, the first time I'd been in a car since, since the pandemic hit, like it, we wow. were just, we just, we weren't going anywhere. So, yeah. you know, go talk to him. Turns out, um, he sends me for an MRI. I have a bulging disc that also has a tear in it in my, in my lower back. And so his assessment was that this was always something that was probably happening. It was probably on the verge but Kelsey, much like you're saying, when the pandemic happened, we stopped moving. You yeah. know, I, I live in New York City. I was going to soul cycle classes two times a week and walking 10,000 steps a day without trying, without having to go for a walk, you know? So yeah. just moving our bodies to just sitting and working, right? Yeah. So it, it pushed it over the edge. So 
you know, he gave me some steroid injections and then like things were okay. Like, you know, like off and on. And, and then I, um, I like, I stepped the wrong way and I messed it up again. So it's been on and off. I'm actually going to see him next week and we're going to make some decisions about a possible procedure that, that could help. But, you know, a back injury is, there's no finish line, you know, like you can't, it's just, it's really managing, uh, your pain. It's really just managing your symptoms. And so I am in PT, um, and that's been helpful. Um, but it's not a perfect, you know, solution. And then I noticed in November that my foot was bothering me a little bit when we would go out on walks and I don't know. I'm 36. Things hurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I kind of just brushed it off. And, you know, I think part of it was, I, there can't be anything else wrong with me. Right. Like yeah. I can't, I can like, only do one at a time. <laughs> want that. And last week I was like, this is something's wrong. Like even like, when I looked at my, what really pushed me to get in to see um, an ortho was that if you looked at my feet, my left foot was clearly swollen. I was like, there's, it's, there's something wrong. So yeah. Saw him, you know, his assessment is that my Achilles tendon is very, very tight and I have limited mobility in my ankle and in my foot. So what's happening is, is I'm, when I walk, I'm putting pressure on the four little toes. This is very scientific. Uh, the four little toes, when really it's your big toe, that's where we're, we're supposed to be putting the pressure yeah. when we walk. So now I'm going to go to PT for that. And I actually, I just got an Amazon delivery of like, I have to tape my feet and I just had to order new shoes. This doctor, he's actually maybe the nicest guy I've ever, I've ever <laughs> met in the medical field. He's like, you really need to wear like sneakers that have ankle support. I'm like, so basketball shoes, like high tops, is this, is this what you're telling me? And he's like, yeah, you know, so I just ordered some like Reebok <laughs> high tops that I'm gonna, you know, bounce around in and you know, I was, I was texting with you, Kelsey, and I was like, all right, this is what's happening. We'll see what he says. I'm like, worst case scenario, he cuts off my foot. That's not going <laughs> to, you know, and it, it, man, you know, when I got home though, I was pretty upset. Yeah. I think that's normal. And as much as I am somebody who tries to stay positive, I'm also somebody who I'm not going to ignore my feelings. Right. Yeah. I feel a certain way about something. I was like, this sucks. Like, that's all I can say. Like I'm working through this back thing, feeling like I'm making progress. And now you're telling me there's another body part that's totally messed up that could be connected. So now I have two doctors and two game plans. And I, for somebody who, again, grew up as an athlete and being active, I never thought I would be 36 and dealing with issues like this. That's not something I ever saw for myself. And I think if I could go back in time, which I cannot, but if I could, I don't think I'm not going to say in the fitness world, because I think people in the fitness world, like professionals like yourself do put an emphasis on this. But I think in the everyday person trying to take care of themselves, the everyday person trying to take care of themselves, there's not enough emphasis on stretching on, on mobility. Because I mean, if you think about it, like you have an hour to do a workout, are you really going to like, people don't warm up and cool down. Let's just call it what it is. Right. Like we don't stretch the way that we're supposed to, because if if I have an hour, I want to do the cardio or I want to like lift my weights. And so I just, 
wish for myself. And I think moving forward, I want to look into like doing some more like stretching. I don't, I'm not into yoga. No, yeah. hate. I, I, it's, and I, now I'm even reading, like I'm somebody who shouldn't be doing yoga because I need to get all the flexibility and things like that down. Like, I just wish there was more of an emphasis of that in yeah. my life, because I think what people don't realize is those things help you protect your body. Right. Yeah. And there's not enough emphasis on that because it's like, it's time. I think, you know, it's like people, like, like I just said, like they want to use their hour to burn the calories, which that's another podcast, right? Kelsey, yeah, like that, is, that absolutely is learning. I do. I do listen. Like I just, it's, you know, people want to run half marathons like me, yeah. right? People want to like feel strong in a soul cycle class and people want to like get fit and get cut and look good in a bikini. I get it. I want those things too. But what we also need to be focusing on is being able to tie your shoes when you're 40. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to, when you're in your sixties and seventies, like get up from the toilet. And I, I didn't know, I didn't know. I didn't know. And if I did know, I ignored it because I was one of those people who wanted to like skip right to the the good part. I'm using air quotes that none of you can see. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, like I, I just, I wish there was more emphasis on that. Like we need to, we need to learn how to protect our bodies before we put stress on them. And that's what working out is. Right. And it's absolutely, that's the one thing. Like I, I just, I just wish that I, had known or that I, you know, paid paid attention to. So I think for me, I need to get through this PT. I need to figure out the injuries, but I think I'm going to be somebody who now like stretches twice a day. Yeah. I have to get this range of motion back in my foot so that I can do, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's amazing because I was, was watching an interview about with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Obviously everybody knows who he is, big bodybuilder guy, everything else. And in the interview, he talked about how he wished he would have emphasized more on stretching in See, his youth. because now he's, he did all the weightlifting. He did all the competitions and he, he met all those goals, but he didn't realize the toll his body was taking because he mm-hmm. wasn't warming up properly because he wasn't stretching enough. And that was a huge takeaway from him. So for somebody that's so popular in the industry to say that that's, that's a big thing. And it's, like you said, we want the big things. We want the workouts. We want the runs. We want those big yeah. things that make big changes. And we forget about the small stuff that's actually probably almost more important than those big yeah. things. I feel like we want the pretty shiny object, which is the marathon, which yep. is the new PR on your squat, which is, you know, I sat at the front of class for Soul Cycle. I didn't have to take a break. I felt amazing, but we forget that the kind of when what I think of is the pillars that are holding you up on that platform are the things like the mobility, the stretching, the focusing on stress management and good form. All of those things really get tossed to the back when, and, and I will just call myself out as a professional in the space I should be talking about it more. I should be sharing that. I put warm-ups in all clients' workouts, but am I talking about, hey, you should be doing these more? How are you recovering? Not as much as I should. And I think it's because everybody wants the pretty thing and 
we want to make sure that we're maximizing time. Like you said, when you have an hour, where am I going to spend that hour? Um, so it's definitely a missed opportunity for sure. And now I'm going to just call myself out and I'm going to make a promise to you that I'm going to work on this. Um, for everybody, because it is super, I always talk about it with clients is never compromise form because if we get injured, we're out and you can't progress. I know you want to progress right now. You want that instant gratification. You want to see the results, the PR, but we have to take care of our bodies so that we can continue to work towards that. And that comes from doing the warmups, the stretching, all of that, doing all of that work to prevent the injury in the first place. So I would love if you kind of share your, we've kind of heard bits and pieces and of your weight loss journey through this. I would love to hear your take on what your weight loss journey started as and what you feel like it's kind of come to. And you can share whatever you want. This is just open, whatever is stands out to you most. But mostly I want you to speak because I do feel that I feel, this is just my personal opinion, that your footprint in the industry is going to be bigger than what it already is. And so you have a great following. You attract people. I just, you and I have talked about this and I've talked about this. I've talked about you behind your back Um, (laughs) and just shared with people, like, I just feel like a moth to a flame with you. And I feel like others will also feel the same way. And so your, your opinion really matters. You've been through a lot in your weight loss journey. And so I would just love to kind of hear what, what it was, maybe what it is now and what would you like it to be? My health, wellness, and fitness journey started out of desperation. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people have been in that place. I mean physically, you know, the high blood pressure, like it wasn't good. It wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't headed in a good direction. I didn't know what was possible when I, when I started, I truly had no expectation except that if I could feel a little better every day, then that was better than how I was feeling. Um, yeah, you know, when everything kind of, kind of came to a head. And so I think for me in the beginning too, I was just, I was just learning a lot about my relationship with food and why I would choose what I was eating and, you know, the bad habits of like going through to two different drive-throughs and just eating whatever, because I have no control over anything else. And this is just what I'm going to do, you know, and in the beginning, it was so, um, you can hear, you can hear it in my voice. It was, it was very emotional. Um, Cause I just didn't want to be in that place anymore. You know, yeah. I, I felt like my soul didn't match my body. And Absolutely. I don't say that to like denigrate who I was at yeah. that time, but I, I truly felt trapped. Um, I can relate to that pretty heavily too. Like that emotional, like I'm not who I am. Like who you see on the outside is not who is on the inside. And you feel like you're looking at yourself and you're like, but that's not me. And that's a horrible feeling to feel like, who is this person that I see looking back at me? That's not me, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly in the place that I, that I was in. I, yeah. So I think, you know, over time, I definitely found something that worked for me and that was manageable. Um, I think also too, at the weight I was at, the first 25 pounds came off easily because all I had to do was like, don't go to two drive-thrus, Bridget, like go to one, you know, like, yeah. There were there were little things that I could do that I really saw results. Yeah. You know, and so and that was good because that encouraged me to kind of keep, you know, going. Um, And I think, too, it's worth noting that my weight loss journey, a good bit of it, I would say 40 ish pounds of it were done without exercising. Yeah, really. I mean, I was definitely walking because of living, you know, living in New York, but there was not a consistent workout routine happening there. It truly was what I was eating. Absolutely. Even now, I mean, I can, I can say, you know, as your coach, you're very limited on what you can do right now. And you've had amazing success recently. And people get really hung up and I have to do all these workouts and eat less, you know, and it's like, well, you could do one or the other for a while, preferably nutrition, you know, but, um, I think that's a great note to make. Yeah. So, uh, I'm like beginning, middle and beyond, right. Is how I'm trying to, how I'm trying to think of this. You know, I think I did Weight Watchers for a really long time and it, it worked. I, I saw, I saw success. I think the challenge there is maintenance. I don't think there's a lot of education, um, you know, around that and maintenance is a tough thing. There's the reverse diet part of it. That is something I had never even heard before till I met you. And now that I know, know the science. So like, again, I don't have a bad thing to say about WW. The truth of the matter is if I had probably tried calorie counting or something like that 10 years ago, there's no, because I wasn't ready. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't ready. So, um, but I do think, ah, man, it's, I don't know that I was eating enough. Um, and that is not to say that I was starving myself. That that is not to say that anybody was um, encouraging me not to eat enough. Yeah. I just think the science in many programs like that it's broad. Yeah, it's not, it's not individualized. Like it's very general. The average person, you know, yeah. and I'm a six feet tall female. You yeah, that's not average. <laughs> Sorry, like I need a little more food, you know. Um, so. I think for me, you know, I mentioned earlier, I was kind of back into a groove before the pandemic and then the the pandemic hit. And I just, I was so burned out, I think from doing the same thing and maybe not getting like the, the results that I wanted, not to say that I was doing it perfectly. Like I want to make that very clear. It's not that I did everything the exact way that I should have been doing and wasn't seeing results. There, there's a lot, it's a global pandemic. There were a lot of things going on, but for me, I said, okay, there's, there's more to this, right? 
And I had mentioned before, I'd never tried any other way. So yeah. if I looked at a, you know, a nutrition label, I didn't know what I was reading. Like I, yeah. like, I knew, I knew the calories, you know, and then they have the thing like, uh, the, the government recommends part of a 2000 calorie yeah. daily diet. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? You know, like yeah. I never, I never thought about it because that wasn't the system that I was really operating in, you know? And I think, um, what blew me away when we started working together was the amount of food that I could eat. And I was still seeing results, you know, like something I think, and I think this is a lot of women in my age group, um, carbs, the villain they are yeah. they they have been made out to be the villain of the story absolutely right like you hear people say like low carb what about the right amount of carbs right yeah, like I, that was never right. something that crossed my mind mm-hmm. until i met you right or hearing things like well i'm not going to eat the starchy whatever carbs but like the, they're not bad for you. It's no. like, no, like eat you a potato. You're okay to eat a potato. <laughs> you know, so you know, I know that the I just I know I know that I'm rambling because I think it's a it's a there's like a macro level and then like a, a micro a micro yeah. level. You know, I started out in a place of desperation. I got to a place where I was feeling really really good, um, and I haven't talked about this before, but I think part of my hang up when I got to my goal weight of what I wanted to be, which was 195 pounds. I'll put it out there. I don't care. Um, I realized that my body didn't look the way I thought it would Yeah. when I got there. And yeah. that's, um, I certainly wasn't strength training, but a lot of that is just like genetics. And also I had, I had lost a lot of weight. So, you know, it, yeah. it, it, and then I, you know, you, you kind of were like, well, what was the point, you know? Yeah. And so I think, unfortunately, I slipped back into, you know, I'm going to eat X, Y, and Z. And then it started to come off. And then I, you know, got into like the soul cycle part of it and the, and the fitness part of it. Um, and then I landed with you. And I think that has just opened up my mind to actual nutrition. Yeah. And having an understanding more of like the actual things that I'm eating and how I can put meals together that will help me hit these goals that aren't going to look like somebody else's, right? Like it's so individualized. And where I am now, I'm a little bit just trying to stay afloat right now. And part of that is these injuries. And I, I just keep getting knocked down and I'm like, all right, we're just, we're going to do it. It's fine. We're going to, we're going to just fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, Kelsey, you, you say this, um, a lot in our group. It's like, if you have four tires in a car and one gets slashed, are you going to slash the rest of them? No, you're you're not going to do that. So I'm not in a position where I can like lift weights and do cardio. I am walking. I have to, I have to watch that like, uh, you know, a little bit now, but yeah. I'm certainly in a position where I can drink my water every day. I'm right. certainly yeah. in a position where I can sleep, which that also blew my mind working with you. I didn't realize. I mean, I've, I have a, um, a high stress job. I work weird hours sometimes. Like I'm some, yeah. for the past 10 years, it's like up till two, back up at seven and just, you know, life, just life. And yeah. 
you know, I started sleeping and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, start to lose a little weight. Like you just, you, 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 and even like, just when you're rested, you do better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you make better decisions and then it's like the whole stress, you know, situation, like learning how to manage, you know, my stress and all these things. Like, these are all things that I had maybe, um, gotten to the surface of before, but now like I'm in it and I see what the benefit actually is. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, in the future down the line, I have some goals for myself, um, you know, physically, I am in a place where I feel really good about myself right now. Like I'm not, you know, the, maybe the, I don't want to say smallest or thinnest. Cause I'm like, no, take up space. I'm trying to think of like the right, like the physicality of my body is maybe not where I want it to be mm-hmm. right now, but like, I feel good, you know, like I'm feeling good in, in my clothes. Like I have a man that loves me, you know, no matter what. So I'm, I'm in a good place there. There are things that I want to do. Yeah. I need to get healthy first. Right. Yeah. Like that is, <laughs> that is probably the next step is figuring out, all right, what, what am I doing? What are, what, what are we, what's, what's the plan? Are we, are, yeah. we, are, we, are we doing surgery? Are we just keeping going to PT? Like, what are we doing? Like, I need to figure out what the next step is beyond that. You know, I would like to help people mm-hmm. and I don't know what that looks like necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to be able to help people. And I think I need to like prove to myself that I, I, I can do this. And listen, failing is part of the process. That's the other thing that, that that's another podcast episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> failing is part of it. You know, like if it takes you like 10 years to do something like you're still going to be happy once you do it. Absolutely. Right. Like it's so I think struggling is part of the, the process and I'm in a little bit of a struggle right now, but if I can get myself into a place physically and mentally where I'm happy and I'm aligned to the person that I'm trying to be, then I would, I would love to help people. I think I would be a really fun group fitness instructor. Absolutely. <laughs> like I, I, I would love, I would love, love, love to do that. And part of the reason why is when I thought of fitness in my teens and early twenties. Okay. I thought of the models on the cover of shape magazine and fitness magazine. Yep. It is their job to look that good. Yeah. There are things that happen two and three weeks leading up to those shoots so that they look like that. And so that their muscles are, are, you know, popped. And there are things that happen in post-production after a shoot with lighting and things like that to make people look like that. There are a lot of people out in the world that look like me and I want them to see themselves. Right. Absolutely. You know, like I can make a lot of improvements in my life. I got to like, why am I, we're on camera. I need to make, I, there are a lot of improvements in my life I want to make, but like, I got to turn over the cover of shape magazine and you know, it's like, it's not a thing. So I think that seeing somebody who looks like you doing something that you want to do is really important. And that's how we can 
help people reach their goals and help them live healthier and happier lives. And I, I hope that someday I can be a part of that. And I think you're just made for it. Yeah. I mean, we've had this conversation, you and I, and I'm like, I cannot wait to see it. I'm going to be front row and center. You are going to hear nobody but my scream. Because <laughs> I'm going to be screaming so loud. Because I see it for you. I can't wait for it for you. And I, uh, I just can't wait to watch it happen. Not just watch it happen. Um, for others and them get to be touched by your light, but also watch the light that's already in you just like brighten even more, which I can't even imagine because to me, you're such a bright light. I need sunglasses all the time, but I just can't wait to watch it happen. And I'll tell you, watching you go through this, I didn't know pre-pandemic BK. No. <laughs> I only know August 2020 to today, BK. Yeah. And something that I think I've seen a lot in you is like you already mentioned, there's this point where, you know, you've heard me say, and followers have probably heard me say this is there's like this process and it's, it's love the body that you have while you work for the body that you want. Because this body is going to get you there. You can hate it. You can drag it kicking, screaming, but it's going to be a better journey. If you just say, you know what, maybe I don't love this part, but I can like it until I love it. Right. And there's this point in this journey that a lot of clients, and this is my favorite part, not even getting a client to their weight loss goal that's not my favorite part as much as you would think it is because it's good for business. My (laughs) favorite part is when clients, majority are female, right? Get to this point. We start, weight is at the top. Weight is up high. We want our weight to be down low. Mindset is down low. We want mindset to be up high. And so we go through this process and these bars, like I envision like a bar graph, weight is up, mindset is down. We get to this point where you work on yourself. We're working on the body. We're working on the mindset. Mindset's going up. Body weight is coming down. There's this middle point where they meet. And that is my favorite point of the journey because women can look at themselves in the mirror and not be disgusted. Women can say like, wow, I can do hard things like we already talked about. Women can say like, this is actually possible for me because I feel like a lot of us have worked on a fitness journey for so long or so many times and done it the wrong ways that we've proven to ourselves like that will never be me, but you can, it can be you. And there's just that point of that mindset shift, that point of I'm not yet where I want to be, but I'm so much closer and I'm so much better off where I am. And I love that point. That is my point, like that I get the most excited. And I feel like you're at that point. And I want to just kind of like full circle bring for people that that point isn't perfect for you right now. You're, you're sitting here saying, I'm struggling through some injuries right now. I'm really having a hard time. I'm getting beat down, but I'm also choosing to choose happiness. I'm choosing to keep going. This is not my end. This is not my failure, but this is my 
okay, I'm going to grind a little bit for a while because this sucks, but I'm not giving up and I'm still allowed to be upset. I'm allowed to be hurt and angry, but I'm allowed to also be happy that I'm not giving up, that I'm continuing to show up for myself, that I'm still working on myself. And I just think that that's so like people need to understand there is struggle in everything. Everybody is going through something, whether you see it or not. But at the same time, like, do you just give up? Like, is that it? Do you just give up and walk away? Absolutely not. Can you take a step back and maybe not try as hard for a while? Absolutely. We're all allowed to sit down. We need a break, but you're not allowed to give up. And that's what you're doing. And that's just so inspirational. And I just can't wait to, I can't wait for us to sit and have a conversation about this time in your life and be on the other side of it and be like, man, wasn't that a shit show? That damn (laughs) pandemic, (laughs) you know, and I can't wait for it. And I know it's going to be like such a big moment and I can't, I'm like honored to be a part of it. First of all, I'm so grateful for social media and you talking, I got really teary eyed talking when you were talking about, and I'm going to cry right now. You were talking about like, I was in such a bad place. Like I was in a dark place and we talked off camera about how I was struggling. I was going through like some shit 2019, early 2020. And I made a choice to start my business. And um, I very much so how you said, I feel like I need to prove to myself and I want other people to see me and say like, Hey, I, I look like her. I can do this too. I, for a long time, I don't feel that I moved on starting my business because I feared people would look at me and say, who is she to be trying to teach me fitness? She's not a size two because I'm not a size two. I'm a size four on good days and a size six to eight mostly. Okay. And So for me, that was like really hard for me to mentally overcome was, are people going to take me serious? You know, and I've actually never really talked about this. I don't think much on the podcast or social media, but that was really hard for me. And like looking in the mirror, that conversation of I'm not who I am on the outside, who I am in the inside, that was me. And I think it's also notable that I when I went through that time, it was really lonely starting a business for anybody who started a business. I think you'll understand. It's just, uh, it's a lonely road. It's very difficult. You're like failing forward. Like how you figure out answers is usually by fucking up and you don't have somebody you can just say, Hey, how do I do this? Or, you know, and so it's just mentally tough to keep going And during that time, I also felt very alone friend wise. And so, um, you know, and I do have great friends. I have great best friends, but I was speaking with another one of our girlfriends, Julie, about this and how I attracted you. And I literally like the power of manifestation. I manifested an amazing person like yourself and like Julie and bringing you guys into my life. And I'm so grateful for social media, for just 
dropping you guys right in my DMs. And I just, I live for the day that we can all meet up and be together. And it's just going to be like such a moment for me because I'm so grateful. You guys have literally become some of my best friends. And so I just want to speak on my personal experience of social media is I'm choosing to also see the great in it. And like, I just, I'm so grateful that it has brought us together. I'm so grateful for you telling your story because I know so many people are going to be inspired by it. So many people, cause your story's not even done. Like yeah. this is, this is a midpoint and I can't wait to watch it blossom. I'm grateful to be a part of it. I'm grateful that you'll, you're willing to share it with everybody. And I know that everybody listening that knows you to a little bit deeper of a level is going to agree with this. We're all so grateful for the light that you shine into all of us because you did say something earlier and I didn't want to interrupt you, but you're the type of person that says like, Hey, we can all do this. Like I want all of us to win. And I've always felt that way. I literally had a situation in my career where, um, somebody who wasn't that way won a position that was promised to me as an assistant manager. And that was so hard for me because I was looking at it going, but I want all of us to win. Like, why can't we all win? And he or she took that and was very much so like, I'm going to step on everybody else to get to the top. And for me, I'm the same way as like, there's room for everybody up here. Like, let me give you a hand. Like, I don't need to be above you. We can, we can sit together and I'm so grateful that you're that person. Like, we're just so lucky to have you. Anybody who has you in their life is so lucky to have it. And like, Tim, I know we didn't talk a lot. That could be a whole nother episode (laughs) of finding love and how that was for you. And I'm sure we'll have you back for it because I know people want to hear that story too. But like we talk about is that's why you attract those type of people because, you know, you talked to me about how, like, how did I get so lucky? You know, this was like a month or so ago. How did I get so lucky to have such amazing people? And I, I told you, Bridget, like, this is, this is what you pour out and that's what you're attracting. And so I think that's just also something for people to hear is if you feel your life is really negative or you're struggling with that, like I was too, work on yourself because you will attract the energy that you put out. And that's why you, you have such amazing people is because you are first the most amazing person. And we're just all so grateful for you. So I just want to put you on a pedestal for a minute and we appreciate all of your time and you telling your story to all of us today. I'm, I don't even know what to say. I'm I'm, thank you. And thank you both you know, just for being light in in my, in, in, in my, now I'm just mumbling and stuttering (laughs) because I'm like an emotional mess, but you know, Kelsey, I talk to you every day or, you know, Armando, not so much, but, (laughs) but but you're in my, you're in my ears. I mean, mean? (laughs) I'm I'm making my way through, you know, the podcast, you know, library. And I just, I really, I value the information that you put out into the universe so freely so that people can make their lives better. There aren't a lot of people willing to just offer up knowledge for free. I mean, 
you guys at the end of the day really just want to help people. And I think that's why we get along (laughs) so well, because I think at the end of the day, we want everybody to win. And yeah, you know, you guys use your special gifts and talents to help people live happier and healthier lives. And I think we need more of that in the world right now. We do. Yeah, I think a really great summary to your when Kelsey asked you like where your fitness started, where it's at now, where you want it to be. As I was listening to that, I was thinking, and you were saying key words that really that really stood out to me, and like how it went. And you started with desperation, right? Yeah. You educated yourself, so you got education, which taught you to appreciate things. So it yeah. taught you desperation, education to appreciation, and I think that's that's where that mindset shifts. That's where it comes from. So the, the physicality, the way that you look at everything else, that's what Kelsey was talking about. You meet this meeting point where you appreciate where you are in life. You appreciate what you have. You appreciate that you're able to walk. Even though it's difficult for you to walk, you appreciate that you can't. People, there's a lot of people that can't walk, right? You appreciate that you can make decisions on your own. You can take care of yourself. And I think that's, that's, that's where that growth is like, it skyrockets, right? And I think that that's, that's, that's a great story that you had to share with us because I think a lot of people will understand that. And, and hopefully whoever's listening to this can be like, where am I at in that journey? Where, where yeah. do I need to go? What am I going to see? And, I, I, and we truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day and spending it with us and sharing your story because it's, this, this is going to be impactful for so many. Yeah. We, we know it will be. And we're going we're gonna to share all the reviews that we get. And we're going let to you, let you know what people say because I think it's impactful and it gives you more motivated to really do what you're meant to do, right? So thank you. Um, Bridget, uh, just to finish off, any final thoughts, anything that you wanna leave with our audience, um, something that you want them to take away? If there was something that you take away from listening to this conversation, I think it would be that there's always hope. Even on your worst day, there's always hope. You lay your head down on the pillow, you wake up the next day and there's another chance. There's, there's hope in everything, even if you can't realize it in the moment and just don't, don't quit on yourself. Yeah. It's okay to take a break, but don't quit. Yeah. Oh, that is absolutely. That's how I feel in like so many areas of my life. And it's like, you get tired. You get really tired sometimes and it's okay to sit down. It's okay to take a break, but you're not giving up. You have to keep pushing because what happens when we give up? Nothing. You stop. Right. Like the world doesn't stop for you. So you have to keep going. It's okay to take a break, but don't stop. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Bridget, for this time. We appreciate it. And, uh, With that, we're going to sign off. So thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Self-Love Sit-Downs. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review. In the world of podcasting, the only way to climb the ranks is by receiving feedback via comments and ratings, in return, reaching as many people as possible. As always, if you love this episode or know someone who would find value in this, share it with a friend and tag us. You can find us on Instagram at Kelsey underscore Teddy and Mondofarius05. For any additional feedback, you can email us at selflovesitdowns at gmail.com.